Hi, I'm Donnie, and welcome to Crying on Purpose. You ask me, is that a lush in your eye? Or are you just disappointed you had to wake up So I had a lot of fun last week going through Reddit, so I thought we could do a part two. I'm going to continue doing r slash advice for this episode, although an episode in the future I'd really like to do r slash am I the asshole, but I'm holding off until I can get a guest on to do that with me because I like hearing and seeing people's reactions to those insane posts. I don't know if anyone has watched Smosh Pit. They do a couple of videos on Am I the asshole? And it's hilarious. I recommend checking them out. So yeah, for today, it'll just be me and my well-intentioned but probably misplaced advice. <laughs> okay, like last week, I haven't read these before talking about them, so let's just dive in and see what we got. Our first one, r slash advice by Splinestone. Should I leave this situation? I, 19 female, have been seeing a man for six months, 31 male. We work in the same office and my dad is his boss, so for obvious reasons we have to keep our relationship a secret. Because of this, our relationship is somewhat strained as we can't do normal things couples would. He is a very, very attractive man and receives a lot of attention at work. I obviously have to pretend to be mildly acquainted with him, and we were talk in the workplace. Another of our co-workers, I'll call her Polly, had sex before we started seeing each other. Polly has practically claimed him at work and he does reciprocate occasionally. We are not official and he's expressed no intention to be in the near future. But I really enjoy spending time with him and he does with me. He openly expresses to me his relationship with Polly and they have been having sex again. I don't know whether I'm in a position to be annoyed at this. He constantly apologizes, but I don't know whether I should just leave. Ugh, yeah. Baby girl, no, 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 you've made a mistake. <laughs> Red flag one, you're 19 and he's 31. <laughs> like, obviously you're of age and of an age of consent, that's fine, but it still irks me when older men prey on younger women like that. Red flag two, your dad is his boss? You're telling me he went after his boss's daughter and didn't think that was a problem? Me and my cousin have this inside joke about not seeing someone you're working with. It never ends well. But to be seeing your boss's daughter who also works in the same workplace, that's all levels of fucked up. Red flag three, he has no intentions of making it official and is sleeping with another one of your co-workers. Honey, he's just leading you on at this point. He thinks it's cool, he thinks it's sexy, that you have to be secretive and sneaky, and he doesn't respect you at all. He's using you 100%. He thinks this is some high fantasy, but also he doesn't want to commit to you. He genuinely just sees you as a sex object is what I'm hearing from this. So I personally would leave. Fuck that guy. Okay, moving on. We've got r slash advice, and this one's by competitive underscore moose 85. That's moose as in the dessert. My roommate is openly stealing from me and doesn't seem to understand that it's wrong. What am I supposed to do? So the other day she went through the kitchen without asking me and took all of my cast iron pots and pans and took them to Goodwill without my knowledge. I was furious, but I didn't say anything. I found out that she didn't give it all to Goodwill and actually gave a bunch of it to her boyfriend. I have asked her to get it back from him and she's refusing because she's not going to take back a gift. I tried to explain to her that my cast iron stuff doesn't belong to her even though I've let her use it in the past, but she doesn't seem to understand. What am I supposed to do? There's a update. 
My parents own the condo I'm renting from. I've told them and my mom is checking on the legality of evicting her from the property as they've never had to evict someone before. Hopefully that will work. Also, I think I will try to go to her boyfriend about this. I'm hoping he'll be more reasonable about it. Obviously, this situation isn't ideal, but as an optimist, I really disagree with a lot of the comments on here. They're all saying things like file a police report, go to small claims court, start locking your things up. Does that not seem like a huge overreaction to anyone else? I mean, obviously, I don't know the relationship between the poster and the roommate, but I've always lived with people that I like. and that I've had a good relationship with. Like, I used to live with my best friend for a really long time. I'm currently living with my brother and his girlfriend. Like, these are all people that I would very openly talk to about things before jumping the gun. So I guess it depends contextually how close they are before you file a fucking police report. I definitely think talking to the boyfriend first is the way to go, explaining to him the situation, being like, hey, my roommate gave you all this stuff. It's actually my stuff. Can I have it back for one and two? Maybe you should talk to her about not taking things that aren't hers. And I think just having a fucking conversation with her before doing any of this stuff in the comments or evicting her. I mean, literally in the post it says, you know, she did all this and you were furious, but you didn't say anything. Why? Why didn't you say anything? Now you've created some weird unspoken rule that she can take stuff from you. Like, just... Just communication. That's my big thing. R slash advice, throw rapeach ESQ. Bedroom rules for my son with a trans friend. I have a 15 year old son. When girls are over, we have an open door policy and absolutely no sleepovers. But my son has this new friend he wants to bring around. He's trans, F to M. I know he is male and I'm not trying to be transphobic in any way, but should the rule still apply? He still has working reproductive female parts. I'm at a loss for this. There is no handbook on this. Advice, please. I have a very easy and simple solution for this one. If you're going to set rules like that, apply the rules to literally everyone. Your son might not actually be heterosexual, so he might not even care that girls can't sleep over because he's fucking every guy friend he has. Like, just be mindful of that, but also, in my opinion, wouldn't you rather your son have sex in a safe environment because it doesn't matter if you know they're not allowed to sleep over at your house teenagers are dumb and horny they're gonna find a way and somewhere to have sex like my mum was always really chill and open and talked to me about sex with my friends and things like that and was like you're welcome to do it here just let me know you know, like, and just be safe. You know, we had a very big talk about protection and stuff. Maybe that's what you need to do. Be more open with your son. As I've been saying this whole time, communication is key. Just have a conversation with your son. Talk about the boundaries, talk about the limits, talk about safety, protection, sex, all of it. There's a really good comment here that I'm just going to read out. Um, so Pebble Jade says, trans woman here, some things you should consider. Most, but not all trans people, especially when they're young, have really bad genital dysphoria. It is likely that your son's friend doesn't want your son or anything else anywhere near his genitals. Prohibition doesn't work. If teenagers want to have sex or do drugs or insert any risky thing, they're going to figure out a way to do it, no matter which barriers you put in their way. It's more important to ensure they know how to take risks safely than to try to force them to not take the risk. 
making sure your son has a good education on contraceptives and condoms and non-judgmental access to them if needed should be the priority here. You want to create a situation where your son or his friend would be comfortable coming to you for help if something were to go wrong, like pregnancy, STD, etc. The more restrictive your rules are, the less likely this is to occur. He'll be 18 in a few years and once that happens he's much more likely to push back against any rules you've made. It's therefore important to cultivate good decision making now so that those skills remain as an adult. It's not in and of itself transphobic to apply these rules to your son's friend. I don't think it's an effective approach for the above reasons but it's not transphobic. You may need to reword the rules a little from no girls at sleepovers to no one who might be able to get pregnant at sleepovers. (laughs) Alright we got r slash advice internal underscore scale 3991 help asking my boyfriend to get the vaccine. I, 19 female, have been suspected of having lupus, plus I have chronic and severe asthma that I've had since I was three. I had COVID once and it almost killed me. I'm currently getting tested for it and I won't know if I have it for another month or so. My boyfriend, 22 male, is coming down to visit me. We're long distance relationship, but he doesn't have the COVID shot. I don't feel comfortable seeing him if he hasn't had the COVID shot because of the new development in my health and the possibility of an autoimmune disorder. I saw him two months ago and he didn't have it, but now I'd rather be safe than sorry. When I found out, I told him and he got very irritated and annoyed and said he'd do it and we haven't spoken about it yet again. We're less than two weeks out from him coming down and I don't know how to bring it up again. I don't want to get sick and put myself or my mum in jeopardy. She also has lupus and is on Celsept and Plaquenil, so her marine system doesn't exist, basically. I need advice for how to approach this. Thank you. What the fuck, Richard? Bro, it's 2023. How are there still people who haven't had the fucking COVID vaccine? What is wrong with people? I know this might be controversial to say, but if you're listening to my podcast, you know I'm a big leftist, and also I believe in fucking science, and also just being a good person, and respecting that there's people out there who are more likely to get COVID, and just because you've had COVID and it wasn't that bad doesn't mean it's going to be not that bad for other people, especially with fucking immune disorders. It just riles me up so bad. Um, You need to set really strong, firm boundaries with your boyfriend and be like, hey, you cannot come visit unless you've had the vaccine. Sorry, there are no exceptions here. And if he doesn't get that, break up with him. Because not understanding those boundaries and not getting the vaccine means he's willing to put not only your life, but your mum's life in danger. Fuck him. Fuck, like, bad guy. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. So I took a little break and now it's raining. So I apologize if that picks up in the mic, but we're going to keep soldiering on. R slash advice by R Jevon. I want to break up with my partner because he's trans. It sounds horrible even typing it, but let me explain. I, male 16, have been dating my partner, F to M 16, for a little over half a year. He was my girlfriend up until about two weeks ago when he came out to me as a transgender male. Now, for as long as I've been living, I've been a straight man. There are times when I've questioned it, but I've always ended up with me liking girls. So when he came out, I was proud of him, but also confused as to what that would entail with our relationship. I decided I would give myself the day to think about it and came to the conclusion that it would be disrespectful for me to be with him because I believe he deserves someone who wants to date a boy and I don't. I'm thinking about waiting a couple of days before talking with him. As he just came out, I really don't want to take this step in life away from him, but I'm terrified of how he'll react and be labeled transphobic. What do I do? Yeah, this post is not transphobic. They're doing so much better than half of my exes. Basically, you're straight and you like girls and your partner is no longer or probably never was a girl. It's okay to break up on that justification. You're not transphobic. Just lay it out. I see you for who you are. I see you as a man. I can't date you anymore. I'm sorry. 
that's it. That's all you have to say. Found this comment from SLE3PI. Hey, yeah, I'm a trans man. It just shows you're respecting his identity. Continuing to date him as a straight man would feel invalidating. Like you still see him as a signed female at birth, which is messed up. It sounds to me you're doing the right thing. And then along the same lines, I saw this comment from cdunk666 who says, just don't say because you're trans is the main thing. Stick more on the I'm not gay lines, which is true. Never never be like, I'm breaking up with you because you're trans. It's not going to go well. <laughs> okay, this one's a little different. R slash advice by Carl Loser Pants. Should I buy this place for $29,900 so I can live on my own? I'm a 26-year-old guy. I live currently with my parents in the rural midwest i want to start living on my own there's an old church for sale in a small town near me the town has literally about 10 houses no businesses and this old closed church the church is for sale for about 30k it closed as a church in 2018 and somebody had been living in it most houses in my area are around 80,000 or higher i know this is cheap compared to other areas but i can't afford them i can afford 29,900 this church was built before 1900. It is in a little bit of a rough shape, but not terrible. Should I buy it? As a 24-year-old who doesn't own a house or have even 30k in the bank, I'm very much not qualified to be talking about this, but I'm going to anyway. So buckle in. I would first, if you're so set on buying this church, make sure you get an inspection, a property inspector in there to make sure you have all the essentials like plumbing working plumbing hot water you know make sure the roof is insulated that you have internet access electricity in general all the essentials first because you don't want to buy it and then find out oh no you don't have like gas for the stove or something that being said if you already have 30k ready to go why don't you just get out a home loan i mean i don't know how it works in america so it might be different but here you could probably take out a home loan to supplement that amount of money you've already saved and just get a better place. I mean, another main thing I'd be worried about with the church is it's an old closed down church, right? Is it even made for living in? Does it need reconstruction, remodeling? Because although the cost of just outright buying it is great and cheap, it might not be hospitable? hospitable oh fuck i can't say that word you guys know what i'm trying to say it might not be somewhere you can live in without getting builders involved and electricians plumbers shit like that i'd also be worried about like infestations from like mice bugs and stuff things like asbestos i'd be worried about any sort of weather damage so yeah although you can afford the initial price of the home you might not be able to afford all the other avenues it leads you to. This comment pretty much summarizes it from Lewis86AI. Well buddy, that's a tough decision to make. Living on your own can be an amazing experience but can also be a difficult one. Are you handy? Can you fix things up yourself? If not, do you have the money to hire people to help fix up the church? It sounds like a unique opportunity to own a piece of history but it could also turn into a money pit if you're not careful. Think about your long-term goals and how this purchase fits into that plan. Good luck. Let's go. Alright, one more. We've got r slash advice by dayglow-orange. How to make yourself cry. 
In the past few months, I've been going through a lot of things, painful relationships, leaving my home country, dealing with stressful situations and loneliness. One thing I haven't been able to do is cry about any of it. It always feels like it's just building up in my chest and I'm never able to release it. I've tried watching sad videos, listening to sad music, watching sad movies, but it never goes past the point of a choking feeling. How do I make myself cry and finally experience some release? I'm a self-proclaimed crybaby, so I'm probably not the best person to be giving advice about this. I cry literally everything. I watched John Wick 4 last night and cried, so... Also, this might seem a little counterintuitive, but maybe try watching happy things. I know when I see something wholesome and something that means a lot to me, I break down, so... I mean, I might talk about it on a later podcast, but watching episode three of The Last of Us made me bawl like a little bitch. Watching videos of my baby cousin usually makes me cry because she's so adorable and I just want to pinch her little cheeks. Another happy suggestion being getting your close friends and family to send you nice things about you, so things they love about you, things that they admire about you, stuff like that makes me cry because it makes me realize how loved I am. And if you don't get any happy tears, it's okay to search for a release somewhere else. Maybe crying isn't for you. Maybe you need sex or like a really good meal. Who knows? (laughs) But crying happens when it happens. Don't try and force it. All right, that's it for the podcast today. I'm sorry it was delayed by a day. I've been very busy. I've been moving house very exciting. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. It would mean a lot to me. As I've been mentioned before, I really want to get a second microphone. I have so many things lined up for guests to come on. You know, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, I want a guest to come on for Am I the Arsehole? And also my friend Pat really wants to talk about Twilight. (laughs) So yes, consider subscribing to the Patreon, please. And thank you. (laughs) 